0: Welcome to the Pleasurable Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rose, and business success and mindset coach, speaker, corporate dropout turned entrepreneur, and the host of the Embodied Coach Masterclass. And I am on a mission to inspire as many people as I possibly can to step into their power, recognize their unconditional worthiness, and ultimately build a life they are absolutely obsessed with. And through this podcast, I will be spreading my message along with some powerful guests guest speakers, and we will be talking all things business strategy, mindset, manifesting, and of course, making your success a pleasure-filled experience. So join us in making our reality exceed our wildest dreams. Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we have a beautiful, powerful, amazing guest speaker, Ms. Tiffany Chung. She is a business activation coach, human design specialist, and social media expert. So I'm so excited to be having her on here to talk about all of everything that she discusses and with her audience and the impact that she's having. So Tiffany, hi, my love.
1: Hello. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Thank you so, so much for having me, Sarah.
0: Of course. I'm so excited too. This has been a long time coming. And I just like the immediate, the first time we connected. I was like already planting the seed. Like, I need to have her on the pod.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's how I felt about you, honestly. And I I feel this um, pretty rarely, just this like magnetic energy where I'm like, oh my God, I just got to like soak up everything she's doing. And your content, the way that you show up in your business and online is just so attractive, so magnetic. And I just love that.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And that just goes to show what we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) So, I love it. So would you like to give like a high level overview about who you are, what you do and how you serve this world?
1: Absolutely. So I'm Tiffany Chung. I am a business activation coach. I help brand new coaches or um, established coaches really show up in their businesses in a way that is energetic and lights them up and allows them to create a signature offer, whether that's a digital course or a coaching program that really allows them to draw in the most aligned dream clients that they want to work with um, and being able to do so from a place that is is you know, what do I want to do? What do I get to do? Rather than all the things that they might feel like they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I incorporate human design and unique coaching that isn't just a one size fits all strategy, but really what are your unique talents and abilities? How do you manifest? How do you see the world? How do you view structure or flow in your business and operating around that in a way that is a very, very unique and specific to you as an energetic soul?
0: Mm, Beautifully stated. I love that. That was amazing. And I love how you're really incorporating this like subjective energy into business, because I mean, here on the pleasurable Su- success podcast, I always stress like there's no right or wrong way to run your business exactly. aside from what feels in alignment for you. And so you incorporate a lot of human design into your practices with your clients. So I'm a total newbie when it comes to human design. I know I'm a manifesting generator. I know I'm a specific manifester and that's as far as I got. So tell me, give me the lowdown on, (laughs) on human design.
1: Yeah, so you're such a powerhouse. Um, there's no good or bad, you know, when it comes to your human design chart. It is literally just how you are made. And for me, I look at human design types. Like you're a manifesting generator. Like you are a powerhouse girl. Like I can, <laughs> I can see it. That's probably what I would have guessed you would be. Mult- uh, manifesting generators are meant to be very multi-talented. They're they're meant to have their hands in a couple of different things. And if someone were to ever take Tell a manifesting generator, no, you need to stick to one thing. You've got to niche down. You've got to do this. It would be like, it would feel so constricting, like, no, I don't yes. want to do that. I don't, I don't want to niche down. Like, let me do a couple of different things. So these are the like serial entrepreneurs, the ones that, you know, have multiple businesses that they've started, but maybe they're also you know, an artist or a creative in another sense because there's so many different things that kind of draw their attention. Um, there's also manifestors. Manifestors are essentially called the fire starters. They're here to get shit started. Mm. They're here to, you know, have those ideas and get things into motion. It doesn't mean that they need to finish them. Essentially, it means that they need to get things started. And then generators like me um, are the people that are like big visionaries and they have big ideas. They've got a lot of energy. Generators just like they have this like battery source where they get connected to their sacral center, which is how they make decisions. So literally whether or not something lights them up or something is a absolute no for them, they feel that in their gut. And it's been so funny because I've never felt so heard and validated as a human being as like when I first read my own human design chart.
0: You're like, yup. yep, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> personally <attacked. laughs>
1: Exactly, and then there are also um, projectors and there are reflectors. So generators too are meant to respond, right? Manifestors are meant to inform and let people know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Now, this doesn't mean asking for permission. This means you know, letting people know, hey, this is the direction I'm headed. And even manifesting generators where they've got a little bit of the manifester energy, they've got a little bit of the generator energy, they are at their core agenda. Generator. So they are meant to respond. And that can be responding from downloads from the universe, responding from to their intuition, responding once they've gotten, you know, something come to them. They're like, oh my goodness, million dollar idea. I'm starting that program right now. Let's do it. Right. So kind of waiting for that intuitive download and then going, all right, let's get this shit going. Um, so that's a little bit about the different human design types. Do you know your lines by any chance? Like I'm a three five generator um, but there are lines in front of your you know manifesting generator type that will tell me a little bit more about you as well.
0: I don't know my lines. I should definitely find that out. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And we could always chat a little bit further about that later, but I can break down my lines and just tell, tell the audience a little bit more about like, what do these even mean? So I am a three, five and the three line is essentially the experimenter. So anyone that comes across my energetic presence feels like they are in a safe place to experiment, to play, to fail, to do something wildly different. So even if it doesn't turn out the way that they want it to, um, they're okay. If it doesn't work out, it's, it's kind of that, like, let's play and try something new together type of energy. It's like an action game of learning and let's get messy. Let's do that together. Let's, let's go through this, um, hand in hand. I love and that that that's, energy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. And it's beautiful as a coach. And then I also have a line five, which is a problem solver. So innately, I want to solve all the problems of the, the world, I am an empath. And so I feel a lot of people's emotions very deeply. And then I initially go into like, all right, what can we do to fix this? And mm-hmm. so knowing that and being aware of that allows me to also take a step back and recognize what is in my control and what is outside of my control. And that gives me such a peace of mind. If there's someone listening who also has a line five, um, being able to recognize when it's your place and when it isn't your place or waiting for that invitation, not every single thing is meant for you to solve just because people see you as a hero, just because someone sees you as someone who has a solution to their problems. But also as a coach, it's really empowering because I get to say to my clients, And validate their emotions and say, Hey, I see you. I hear you. I know where you're at. I've been there. I've done the experimenting as a line three, and I'm going to coach you through this. So I think the powerful thing about understanding human design as well is like, there's so many different types of lines. Now, when you're looking for a specific coach, maybe you want someone that's a little bit more solution oriented. Maybe you want someone that like a line four is like a master connector, really collaborative knows so many different people in so many different strengths Or a line six, which allows things to just flow really naturally, really intuitively. Mm. Um, So understanding your own lines and understanding the lines of the coach that you may have is going to be really, really powerful.
0: I love that. I didn't even, cause you can really, cause I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming that each of them have like their strengths and weaknesses and you can kind of tailor, you know, who you're choosing as a coach to have the strengths that maybe you are lacking in.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's not to say that just because you're a certain line or you have these two lines that you can't do something outside of that. It just means that this is what really defines you and allows you to stay kind of in those limitations. Because even when I was talking about the different human design types, like manifestors and generators, this isn't a negative or positive thing. We need people to get things started. Mm -hmm. We need people to finish things. We need people to be multi-talented. We need people to be able to reflect and mirror like the reflectors in human design or the projectors, right? Everyone serves a purpose in the greater conscious collective. And when you look at it from that place and you know, you know, where your strengths lie and what you're meant to do and what you're meant to manifest in the physical form, it's so beautiful and it's freeing.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it. Um, have you ever heard of strengths finders? I have not. So it's, it's similar to human design. It sounds like this is something that when I was at my corporate job, they actually had us like take this test to figure out what Mm -hmm. our five, our top five strengths were. And it just sounds very similar to like how you can utilize them to your advantage and how they're so powerful for you, but also like where they might be debilitating you a little bit and how you can like transition them to like make them more powerful. And this was something that I like. Of course, me, I'm like in this corporate job and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm learning more about myself. This is so cool. How can I utilize this to my advantage? Um,
1: That's beautiful. I I love that. And I think honestly, the more you're able to be self-aware of exactly what your strengths are, what some of your weaknesses are and how you can play into that and develop that even further, the more you become just this more whole and complete being that is able to completely step in into that power that you get to own. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful process.
0: Absolutely. I love it. And I'm so excited to dive more into human design and, um, allowing that to calibrate more into my business and, and all the magic that I'm sure will come of it. Yeah. So how did you even get into this world of being an online or business activation coach? I want to use that very intentionally. (laughs) Um, how did this all happen for you? Yeah, that's,
1: so I have an entire podcast episode where I walk from like the very, very beginning until where I am now. So if anyone's interested, I am the host of the social reset podcast. And I just like recently just did a deep plunge into my entire story, but just to share kind of a nutshell of that, um, I was 18 years old when I found out I was pregnant, had my daughter at 19, and so that kind of just triggered a series of events that really just plunged me into the lowest point of my life ever. Um, Mm -hmm. I was very young. I was in an abusive relationship. I struggled with postpartum depression after I had my daughter. And so there were a lot of things that I was struggling with and that caused me to just feel really alone and just kind of get myself trapped in this victim mentality where it was like this constant, why me, um, where I wasn't taking responsibility for my actions or anything in my life and just wondering why were things happening to me?
0: Yeah.
1: And so, you know, fast forward a little bit, I, was working at home and staying at home with my daughter, and I, you know, joined this online community where I started getting immersed into YouTubers and um, different bloggers in the beauty and lifestyle space, and I began to grow my own platform and my own community. Just literally thinking, oh, I could do that, and I did. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. <laughs> from there, it was a very, it was the very, very beginning of influencer marketing, where brands would ask me, what do you mean? By a sponsored post? What do you mean by a brand collaboration? Like, can you please tell me more about what that looks like? And I would have a media kit. I would have a pitch. I would let them know, like, this is what you can do. This is what I can offer you. And, you know, they would be like, yeah, let's do it. So I ended up monetizing my entire platform and grew to now 70,000 followers organically, um, just by a lot of trial and error and just having, you know, the balls to ask. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was really exciting for me. At that time, I was still going to school and still working my day job. So I didn't see this becoming something that I wanted to turn into coaching at all. It actually wasn't even a thought in my mind. It would have been a really good plan, but I'm (laughs) really glad the way that things kind of turned out. So at that point, I started my own blog. I started sharing a lot of my own story, my separation from my daughter's dad, postpartum depression, um, raising my daughter as a single mom, a young single mom that was going to school. At that point, I was working three jobs, barely making rent. Um, mm. Was just very like on food stamps. My daughter's tuition was subsidized by the government. Literally, just had zero money. Um, and then from there, I you know just started sharing my story and I started sharing tips and tricks about marketing, because that was what I was working in, digital marketing, social media marketing. Um, and I started being asked to speak on panels and events, and I would start sharing different tips and tricks and how to monetize to start mentoring people on the side. And then eventually I launched my own masterclass in San Francisco, which was a um, in-person event, and it ended up selling out. And then I started working with a couple of students that attended my class. And I was like, wow, I, I love this. I'm good at this. Like this lights me up. Um, But at that point, I was still working my day job. So I was like, okay, this has always been something on the side. It's just going to be something on the side that I get to do, right? It's it's that generator being told that your hobby is not going to make you money, that Mm. go and get a real job type of thing, you know? And so I never saw it as an opportunity where I could be like, yeah, this is going to be something. And it wasn't until COVID hit and I lost my job and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? just a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, but a lot of it was like very valid emotions. I was going to say in,
0: rightfully so. In the
1: sense where I was like, where am i going to live how am i going to pay rent what's going to happen to my daughter and me you know yeah. um and so you know it was very that was a very scary time for sure and of course immediately i went into looking for another job you know i was mm-hmm. like let's find something let me do something else you know i'm very skilled i'm sure i can find another opening and so i was on like this second interview with this really big company that I was really excited about it was going to be an amazing opportunity make a lot of money and she was essentially telling me and we were having, you know, a conversation back and forth about how I had a coaching client after this and you know I just love social media and this is what I'm teaching. I just taught a masterclass and she was like Tiffany, you're going to have to put in the same amount of effort and energy into this position. You might as well do something on your own. Mm-hmm. And I still remember her saying that. And I think at that point, it wasn't like a skies parting type of thing for me. It was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I've kind of heard it here and there before, but I was no. like, like how, like that doesn't make any sense. Like, thanks for saying that. Right. But I think it started to hit and kind of like sink into me a little bit later where I was like, why not? Like, yeah. Why don't I do this? Why don't I? And so there was a friend that I knew here in the Bay Area that was actually the only other coach I knew at the time. I wasn't immersed in this coaching, you know, community or environment. I didn't even know. I literally thought I was going to be the first social media coach to ever start the game. <laughs> love it. I just didn't know that there was a coaching community online and that there were so many different coaches. And so I I reached out to (laughs) to this, by the way,
0: like, Oh, I love that. I I was like watching Vanessa Lau's videos and I'm like, I'm going to be the next Vanessa Lau. And like, Oh, there's a lot of Vanessa Lau's out there. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. I've watched a lot of her videos as well. Um, and so when I reached out to my friend, the coach, he actually teaches, um, he's a digital or digital no. Coach, so he teaches people to you know work remotely and travel the world, and so I saw what he was doing, and I was like, you know, funnily enough, I reached out to him to help me to get a remote job. I wasn't even thinking like help me to become a coach, and he was like Tiffany, and this was the second time I heard it. He's like, you, you got to do this for yourself. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Type of energy, and I was like, I don't know, what am I doing? Help me. <laughs> I was like, okay, well you help me then. And he was like, he was like, okay, I don't do this, but of course we were friends. And so he was like, let me, let me coach you as a business coach and let's get this started. You, he was like, you were meant for this. And I, as soon as those words hit me, I was like, oh my God. I was like, Yeah yeah, I love this. Let's do it. And so I, you know, put together a coaching program. I launched it to this Facebook group that I had been growing at this time, had 14,000 members um, that i had started like two, three years ago. My online community, of course, that had like 70, 60,000. And then I didn't have an email list or anything at the time, but I knew that I had nurtured my community for so many years um, before I launched my business that I had a lot of warm leads and because I never had an offer, never sold anything other than that masterclass I was talking about. Um, you know, people really jumped at it, and I got—I think it was like 200 something inquiries within like that first week. I like sold out my one-on-one program to a point where I had to open up group coaching. I had someone literally say, "Let me send you the money right now, so I can reserve my spot before we even jumped on a discovery call together." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And so because of that reaction, I was like, "Okay, I—I'm on to something. Thing here, yeah. like there's something happening that I need to tap into, and so it lit a fire underneath me. At that point, I didn't have a website, I didn't have an email list, I didn't have um, systems, autom- like nothing was set up. I didn't have a software, a platform, anything. And so, if anyone's listening to this thinking like, "Oh my goodness, I need to have all of these things in my business before I get started," girl, I started with nothing. Yeah. I literally started with a post. Yeah. I, I, that was it. And then I, and then I. I downloaded Calendly and then I downloaded zoom, right? Because you need some of those things to get started. I started with the bare bones. You literally just need that tenacity. I promise everything else can come further down the line. You do not need anything to be successful. Um, and so that's really where it started. I, you know, launched in April of 2020 last year. And within eight months, I hit six figures. And yesterday I just hit $200,000 in my business. And it's, it hasn't even been my first year of business and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful.
0: I am. I have like butterflies in my stomach for you right now. Like I'm so incredibly excited for you. Like what a story. And there, there are so many things I, I grabbed my journal to start taking notes on the, the different things that I want to dive into with you because so many really, really important points, Tiffany. The first one that I would love to, to talk on for the listeners to really understand, to start to follow those clues, you know, like you had so many of those clues that you just kept, okay, I'm going to follow this. Okay. I'm going to trust that. And that was the same for me. Um, I had like this little intuitive nudge in my head saying like, you should go travel. You should go see the world. You're not meant to be here. Um, And as scary as that was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue to do it. Yeah. And like that one lady said to you about, you know, um, you should be doing this for yourself. You know, it was kind of like that aha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I had this aha moment where this girl who I was connecting with at who worked at the same position as me, she had quit her job multiple times to go travel the world. And I was like, how do you have the balls to do that? Like what I want to do that. Um, and I went right. up to her and, and was seeking her guidance. And she looked at me in the eye. She's like, Sarah, it's a bank job. And it was like everything that I needed to realize like, right, this is just a bank job. I can go get a bank job anywhere. I can go travel right now and go get a bank job at any point <laughs> <of> time. <laughs> like, wh- Why is this such a big deal in my head? Right. Um, so when you were speaking about that, I was just like, yeah, like following those clues. And like when people, like when that YouTube video pops up and you're landing with that, with what that person is saying, like, trust that, like it's for yeah. a reason. And yes. I, and I tell my clients, like, if you're getting called and you're getting pulled to go do something or to try something or to follow that person, it's because it's meant for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely.
0: And, and the process to getting there, which is the one I wanted to speak about next is not easy. <laughs> How many years did it take you to really get to where you are today?
1: No, it took like six, seven years. And that's what I always, I use my platform to be as transparent as possible. This is not a platform that's like, look at me and what I can do and how much money I make. No, this is, you can do this too. And you better. If this is something that's lighting you up and you can't stop thinking about it, girl, if you don't start that business, like I am very, very transparent about my story. And this took six years of nurturing, of building, of creating content, being consistent, bringing my tripod out, you know, pitching myself to brands, hearing no, 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 no. And making zero dollars from clients outside of my like brand partnerships, making zero dollars and then launch my first offer and then hitting six figures. This did not all happen within one year. This was years and years and years leading up to this big year, this big successful year. This has been me choosing to feed my daughter over myself. This is me asking to borrow money from my parents because I couldn't pay rent. This is me like marching my ass down to the social security office and asking for food stamps because I literally couldn't afford to feed my daughter as a young teen mom, right? It was years and years and years in order to get to this place of where I am right now. And that's not to say that success can't happen quickly because it it can, but delayed gratification is something that we really have to honor and accept and understand so much more especially as entrepreneurs. You can't shove something into the microwave and expect it to come out the way a slow cooker or a slow roaster yeah. is going to get that meal, exactly. right? Sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes time and let it, And let it's,
0: it. It's so much more yummy when it does. Yes. It's delicious.
1: It's, 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 so a, it's beautiful. And, and that way, you know, like, what would we really learn if we got every single thing we wanted the next morning? Like, oh, there it is. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. got that too. Got that too. It's like, where is the learning and the journey? People think that like success and failure are two wildly different things. No, they come hand in hand. Yes. You experience failure to experience success, to experience failure, to experience success, right? Those things come hand in hand. And I don't even really like using the word failure. It's just something that people understand, but I take it all in as feedback.
0: Mm -hmm. Feedback
1: and then if I have to realign, yes. right. But I, I feel like the only real failure is like completely giving up and throwing in the towel. Um. But yeah, there's, there's this long winded journey that a lot of people don't talk about. And a lot of it had to do with me learning a lot of lessons and mm-hmm. falling on my face and trying new things and just, you know, taking the leap, even though I didn't see a net Underneath me, and just expecting the universe is going to catch me, the universe is going to catch me.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it's so true. We are so caught up on the destination that we don't even enjoy the journey. This is something that I've done. Even I've caught myself doing this recently. I I realized I was like, oh, I I missed that time um, where I was last year. And I was like, well, when when I was in, I was not enjoying it because I wasn't present and I was so focused on what I didn't have. And so for the listeners, we, Tiffany and I, we get it. Like we know that when you're in it, it's not easy and it's a struggle and it's challenging. And it's, you know, you, you really are taking that leap of faith, not knowing if there's a net there, which I love that you said, but truly the only way for you to quote unquote fail is to give up right? Otherwise your success is inevitable. And sometimes it takes that six to seven years of being consistent, being resilient, being tenacious, like being of service for it to really just break through. And then you've had that quantum growth because you took that time. Yeah exactly
1: exactly and it's everything that you're learning and picking up along the way that allows you to be if you're a coach be the best coach possible cuz you've done it you've been there you know what that's like you think that I'm able to sit here and coach my clients and just tell them like everything's just been you know perfect and rainbows and you know I I have no idea what you're going through no I'm able to validate the hell out of where they're at because I was there and I know yeah. what that is like I know what that feels like And I'm able to pinpoint exactly where they're self-sabotaging themselves, exactly where they're standing in their own way. Because guess what? I did it all. I did it all. And this is not coming from a place where like, oh, I've been through it. Like here I am. And I'm in this perfect place. No, I am still learning this every single day of my life and for the rest of my life, because this is a healing process that doesn't end. We don't get to a point where we're like, perfect. I'm exactly. done healing. Good to go, right? No, it doesn't work like that. And so because I am still going through this on a day-to-day, because I am very hyper aware and now I know more, I'm learning more and more and more, I'm able to handle things differently. Um, but I'm also still learning different um, lessons, new levels, new doubles, right? Exactly. There's, there's going to be different things we're dealing with, but I'm able to pinpoint like, Hey, this is where you're self-sabotaging yourself. This is what you're holding on to so tightly, once you let that go, everything's going to make sense for you
0: hello beautiful i hope you're enjoying this episode so far we talk a lot about success here on this podcast and specifically pleasurable success of course (laughs) and all of the different variations of that whether it be in business in life mindset health relationships and another form of pleasurable success is pleasure itself or should i say pleasure in yourself I have partnered with the gorgeous Asti Marie and her company Pleasure Treasures. Pleasure Treasures' mission is to provide top quality and very conscious pleasure toys and promote guilt-free orgasms, all while making women feel welcome through celebrating a diversity of race, body shapes, and sizes. And one of my favorite parts, each treasure comes with its very own audio practice guide, masturbation meditation, or video demonstration so that you can really squeeze the most out of your order because let's face it, the key to actually benefiting from your own sacred sex toy is to know how to use it. And luckily with Pleasure Treasure, you will be equipped with all of the motivation, all of the support and all of the education to show you how. And they even come in like super cute and discreet packaging so you can ship it to your family's house and no one would ever even know. To learn more, you can go to PleasureTreasuresByAsti.com and use the discount code Sarah to get 10% off your order. Again, PleasureTreasuresByAsti.com and use the discount code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, so that you can get 10% off of your own Pleasure Treasure. Or you can always just click the link in the show notes that I provided for you and join the Pleasure Queen Part A. (laughs) All right, goddess, I'll let you get back to the episode. I hope you enjoy. Beautiful. Mm, this is so good. Thank you so much for sharing this story. And, you know, it gives such an incredible perspective because so many people are just like eager. They're just like, okay, I want I want that 5K month. I want that 10K month. And it's like, well, hold on there. Why do you want that? Yeah. What, does, what is that going to bring to you? Because I can tell you firsthand that if you are not happy and whole and so overjoyed with where you're at in your life right now, that, that money's not going to change that. It's not. The clients aren't going to change that. And I mean, I know from personal experience, I'm sure you do as well. That wholeness, that fulfillment, that happiness and true joy, like that comes from within. That comes with falling in love with the unfolding of your journey. Yes, 100%.
1: And, you know, I talk about this a lot because I have a lot of clients coming to me that have operated in that wounded masculine with Mm. the hustle strategy and the hustle culture that we are all I feel like a lot of us, at least not all of us, but a lot of us, that's all we know. Right. And mm-hmm. so it, it's not necessarily to put blame on our parents or ourselves, but, but being able to take responsibility and go, look, there is a different way. Yeah. Um, and so for my clients, it's allowing them to really understand like what they're capable of and what is possible for them on the other side, when they're able to step into their feminine, when they are able to find like that divine, like union, that sacred union um, and helping them understand like there is a different way of doing things and that you don't have to stay stuck in what you feel like has to be done a certain way just because you've heard it from someone else, just because you've seen other people do it, you're able to define success for yourself. And that I think has been the pivotal lesson of my journey was defining success and making success on my terms, not based on what someone else said I needed to do or that I had to do. I'm able to discover that and design it on my own.
0: Yes, beautifully said. I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was amazing. Okay. So I want to transition a little bit to what you were also talking about when it comes to having nothing set up. Um, because this is how I teach my clients to um build and launch their business as well. It's like sell before you build. Yeah. And that can seem so intimidating, so scary, and like literally like that that trust really needs to be there. Yeah. But it just makes the most sense for your business mm-hmm. and having a website. Like I have a website. I do not use it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have sales pages and that's it. Yeah, like that's all you need. That's all you need. All of those things that people are like, Oh, you need this platform and this platform and this subscription and all of this. It's like, it's mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I I feel like depending on what your offer is and, you know, where your business is at for most coaches, exactly what you said, you really just need a sales page, a place where someone can click a checkout button and give you their money. Maybe learn a little bit about the program. My coach was like, I've bought a program from someone that detailed it in a Google doc. And that was, and she purchased it. Yep. Right. It, it really, when you're coming from the right energy and you're creating in that energy and the the action at that point really doesn't make a difference. Exactly. I, I've invested in a coach thousands of dollars. Um, and there were typos on her page and it wasn't beautiful and aesthetic. Like it was clean and it was organized and it had all the information I need, but energetically I felt drawn to work with her because she created this program and she shows up in such an energetically sound place where she's magnetic without having to try. And just to flip that, there are people that have, a perfectly written sales page a full website right everything looks perfect to the t hired a copywriter hired a graphic designer whatever there's nothing wrong with doing these things by the way i'm just giving you two extremes um but they're not coming from the right energy. And so they're going, wait, but, but I have all the things. Why are people not coming to me? Why are people not magnetically drawn to me? It's because of your energy. Mm -hmm. So finding your happy medium for me, having the aesthetics and being branded and and all of that, you know, allows me to be in flow. So I love it and I do it because it helps me get there. Um, but it's, it's also not necessary. You really just need a sales page where people can learn a little bit about you, what you offer, learn about the transformation they're going to receive from your program and a place for them to give you their money.
0: Yes. Preach, 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 preach. I loved it. It's so true. You guys like stop stressing about the, the shit that's not going to make or break your business. (laughs) And. Always look within, like if there's something wrong or something and quote unquote wrong or something that's not working in your business, the best possible thing for you to do is go back to the inner work because that's where the resistance is. It's not in the strategy. It's not in, and I wouldn't say not always, right? Like sometimes there's some fine tuning and that's where coaches like you and I can come in to be like, okay, well, why don't we try it this way? But the first thing is always looking within. Exactly. Exactly. And I
1: think for so long, so many of us have operated in that you know either masculine energy or wounded masculine energy where you're constantly thinking like, what do I need to tweak? What am I doing Mm -hmm. wrong? What do I need to change here? What is the strategy when really it's focusing on the energy? I remember when I was doing discovery calls back to back, I would do them two, three, four times a day. I would get booked out with discovery calls for months, like two months ahead at a time sometimes, right? People that were just dying to get into my program. But I remember being so drained afterwards because Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that lit me up. It wasn't something where I was operating from the right energy, right? It was something that was just like for me, it was really draining. And so I remember thinking like, well but I have to do this. I'm not going to get clients if I do not jump on discovery calls at least once or twice every single day. And this is just how it has to be. It's draining, whatever. I just have to push through it. Right. It's like that very, very hustle um, culture. And so when I did finally let go and I started shifting things to either the DMS or a checkout page, I, I was able to book the same amount of clients. I've been able to book my highest paying client ever, which is a very close to a 10 K client. And it was incredible for me to see that shift and to be able to go, Oh, it's not the action. It's not the platform. It's not the thing that I use It is the energy in which I come from that draws the right people to me. And you can't say, you can't say the wrong thing. To the right person, yeah, right. Like you, you just showing up and being your authentic, magnetic, divine soul self. You're going to draw people in, and they're going to be ready to give you their dollar, dollar bills, and join your program or your container, regardless, because they're called to you.
0: Yes. Oh my God, I love it. And, and to speak to like the alternative of that, just to speak to exactly what she's saying getting on sales calls, that is not in alignment for her. And as soon as she dropped that, she had quantum growth in her business. For yeah. me, I love getting on sales calls. Like I love being, like I communicate so well virtually and I'm able to really um, give them a taste of me on a sales call. So I love, like I can get on sales calls all day, every day <laughs> and it works, right? We're both yeah. six figure coaches. Yeah. So that just speaks volumes to the fact that there isn't a right way. It's just
1: your way. Exactly. And just to touch on that too, like I did really well on these sales calls. I was booking clients on the call. Like it was something that really worked. That's why I didn't feel like I wanted to let it go. It wasn't because I wasn't doing well on them. It was because I was doing so well, but it just didn't sit right with me energetically. Mm. So there might be something you're doing in your business that maybe is working really well, but there's something that doesn't sit right with you about it. The energy doesn't feel good. It's not something you want to be doing, you don't have to be doing that. And that's where delegating, outsourcing, switching, and still coming from that same energy is really, really powerful.
0: Yes. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for speaking to that. Now, something that I think really separates you from any other person who really teaches how to be a powerful coach and how to sign clients and how to um, have a successful business and how to activate that business is that very intuitive piece. I've seen so many coaches who quote unquote are, um, on your level, right? Let's say that and have the audience that you're building. And they, they feel as if they don't need to, what am I trying to say here? They, they feel like they just, it's their way or the highway. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, oh, this is the right method. And I'm selling you on this method. And this is the only method. And what I feel really separates you from every other coach in that world is that you uh, allow that intuitive piece to come in. Do you want to speak to that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, when I first started my coaching business, I did operate a little bit in that mindset as well, because that was also how I was taught, you know, from my first coach, as well as what I saw from other coaches in the online space was like, you need this. You need to have a coach. You need to have a coach like me. You need to have a coach that does this strategy. And, I like very openly say to my clients, like, you don't need to work with me. I don't want someone to work with me. Who's like, Oh my God, I need to have her or else I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do well in my business. Like that doesn't even really create a good coach client relationship to begin with. And that just feels icky, right? Like someone needs to have me. I, I, I would rather someone be like, you know what? I don't need it, but you know what? I've seen your expertise. I feel drawn to working with you. It feels so good. And so in alignment. And I'm going to show up, and I'm going to do the work, and I'm going to invest because it's going to stretch me a little bit. Let's do this, right? Yes. That's the energy in which I've booked my dreamiest clients from, mm-hmm. and have had the best relationships and and have seen the best transformations from. So very quickly, I shifted out of that, and it's for a good reason, right? There there is such a difference um, from you know focusing on all of these pain points and making someone feel shameful for their pain rather than touching on their pleasure points, that hope, what 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 can they hope to get out of this program? What's that transformation? And that's the first thing I focus on with my clients that are building a digital course or their coaching program or like a both like a hybrid. Um, It's it's what is that transformation that people are looking for and how do we help them get there? It doesn't have to be this shameful, guilty, icky thing, you know, that we turn from selling and creating programs and being on sales calls. It's like it doesn't have to feel like that. And I don't Love the one size fits all strategies, because again, going back to human design and how we're all very dynamic, unique beings, something that worked for a coach and worked really well for them doesn't mean that it's going to work for every single person that comes into their space. It just isn't. It might for a couple of people. um, But even looking at, you know, your own human design charts, the way that your human design arrows are pointing, you either work well in structure or you work well in like flow and freedom. For me, all of my arrows are pointing to the right, which means that I work really well in this flowy environment where there's not a lot of structure. And guess what? I like to blend both of the masculine and feminine, and that's where I see the best results. And so everyone on my team is a structured, organized, tracking, spreadsheets type of individual, and I am not. And so I still have that in my business, but it doesn't mean that it's being done by me or that. It has to be done by me, right? I've coaches that have told me like the only way you're going to be productive is if you wake up in the morning and time block every single bit of your day and you have a task for every single hour and you're checking things off your to-do list. And I was just like, oh, I'm drained just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I never tell my clients that they need to do that based on their design. We're able to personalize a system and a strategy and a roadmap and just what feels good to them and what lights them up because business gets to be fun. It gets yes. to be simple. Um, And so I think it's really powerful to, if you are a coach, think about how can you personalize and how can you help your clients learn, understand, and implement things in a way that really allows them to tap into their strengths. Because I think that's, so powerful. Um, And because not every single person learns the same way, like think back to like childhood in classroom settings. I was a really anxious test taker. I knew all the material, but I wasn't good at taking tests. We're so
0: blind. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And it would stress me me
1: out. It would make me feel like I was a bad student or that I wasn't smart. And I was, I knew the material, you know, and, but also, you know, there were ways that people would teach at us, literally just lecturing at you or taking notes. Like I'm a visual learner. Sometimes I need to experiment and play. Sometimes I need to see things. Mm-hmm. And so we all absorb things in such a different capacity to where you really want to implement that into your community when you're creating converting content, which is what I focus on. My program is called content that converts. So no more oh, throwing posts. Yeah. No more just throwing posts on the wall and just hoping that they'll stick no more post and pray strategy. Oh
0: my gosh. Um, yes. I, I call it <laughs> relying on hope marketing. It's like, nah. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. That's so funny. Exactly. Let's be intentional about what we're saying, what we're doing and how we want to reach our clientele, because I promise it is just so much more fulfilling and it is so much more rewarding on both ends when you do it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Financially and spiritually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I didn't even know that was the name of your, co- your course, by the way. Um, that's what I, that's a piece of what I teach in the embodied coach as well as content that converts. I love so, that. I, it's so cool. Um, amazing. Okay. So we're coming up at the hour, but I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you two other questions. One yeah. is, um, Where can people figure out more about human design and like, what's the best place for them to really dive deep into that?
1: Yeah. So I want to recommend my human design coach, Eden Carpenter. She's the one that's teaching Catherine Keena manifestation, babe, oh, yeah. um, and helping Catherine get her certification in human design. I am an Eden's mastermind and I can say that she is really just a wealth of knowledge. She's at Eden Carpenter on Instagram. Um, there is also a platform called at my human design. This is also a website, um, started by Jenna Zoe, where you can go, go and look up your chart. So if you go to myhumandesign.com, um, put in your birth date, your birth time in military time, and you will find your human design chart. And if anyone has any questions about this or just wants to hear a little bit more, um, please feel free to DM me. I respond to every single one of my messages. If you are interested in the program in building your own coaching program, if you have questions about mindset, manifestation, and marketing, my My doors are always open and I actually have a episode on my podcast all about human design and I'm creating several more just to dive into, yeah, emotional authorities, gates, centers, lines. There's, it's a very complex, so there's a lot that- you know, is so powerful when it comes to learning about your unique human design. Um, But yeah, check out my podcast. It is the Social Reset Podcast. It's also in the link in my bio, but I am happy to answer any questions at all.
0: Amazing. And all of her information is, of course, going to be in the show notes. Um, And she's really amazing at responding to DMs. Like I know firsthand. Um, and so my last question, which is what I ask to every single podcast guest, is how can the listener, the person who might be struggling, might be in the depths of their suffering, how can they start to make their success a pleasure-filled experience?
1: Wow, that's great. That's so good. Um, I feel like this is something you would say is like Asking yourself, where's the resistance coming from? Why do you feel that way? What is causing this? Because I think if you don't know um, and you're not aware and you're not identifying it, it's just going to keep popping up over and over and over again. Right. So for, for me and for a lot of my clients, sometimes the reason why they haven't up leveled or they haven't experienced that quantum leap is because they're still holding onto something subconsciously. This is not normally an intentional thing. You're Holding on to something in their life or in their business subconsciously that is preventing them from getting to that next level because of fear or of scarcity, or because they think, no, the universe isn't going to give me more than this. And so I've got to hold on to this, or I've got to hold on to this pattern or this behavior or, you know, this strategy in my business because I'm scared to let it go. So, what is the thing that you might be holding on to that maybe you need to release and maybe you need to let this mindset? shift, maybe it's a thought, maybe it's something that you were told, maybe it's a story, right? We give meanings to these stories that we have collected over the years and years and years of societal conditioning, what we've heard from our friends, our family, our other coaches, etc. Mm-hmm. right? So it's up to us to take responsibility and recognize like, what does this mean? Is this story serving me? And if it's no longer serving me, how can I let this go and replace it and reframe it into something that is positive and abundant? So let me give a quick example in case anyone might be struggling with um, putting this in into play. Um, there are a lot of people that are afraid of making more money because they've grown up with people that are very very broke or poor or have very broke mindsets and scarcity mindsets, and that's their entire friend group. That's their family. That is everything they've ever known was living in, you know, that scarcity mode where there isn't money coming in. There isn't an abundance of money. And so the way that they view money and the way that they view people who have money is negative and hateful. And it comes from this place of a lack. Mm -hmm. So now that they're making more money and they're experiencing this shift and this quantum leap about to happen in their business. They're starting to self-sabotage themselves. They're starting to stand in their own way subconsciously because they want to fit in with their friends. Yes. They don't want to be outcast from their family. They don't want to be looked at as, oh, you're one of those wealthy rich people now. Oh, you get to afford that. Oh, you're getting a new car, new house. Who do you think you are? Right. So it's this story that we've attached to making money. And again, money is a tool. Money is an energy. Money is here to serve our highest purpose. Right. Money loves you and money wants to gift you all of the financial abundance that you are so worthy of and more. It is us we as the people who demonize money and give money these stories. Money will give you and your family and your kids the opportunities and the options and the freedom that you never have experienced before. But it takes us having to reframe some of those stories, maybe to cut cords with maybe some people in our lives or some stories at least in our lives and set some boundaries around what you're choosing to believe around money. And this doesn't mean every single person around you, suddenly understands and is on board with you a hundred percent, that would be great, right? And sometimes that does happen, but most of the time it's what are you telling yourself? What stories are you believing yourself? And you get to serve as that inspiration that maybe they've never ever seen before. And then they get to attract abundance into their life. They get to start, you know, living out their life purpose and living to their higher self. And that raises the conscious collective. It raises the mm-hmm. vibration of the universe.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Mike Drop. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Someone had to say it. <laughs> I'm so happy that you spoke to that. Every time I ask the podcast podcast guests that question, it always gets a different answer. I love that you said that because you can't even have your success be a pleasurable experience if you're not even willing to look at why it's not already, right? Why isn't it that way already? And it takes that awareness and it takes that commitment to reprogramming to allow yourself to really fulfill that pleasurable success, So thank you. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for sharing that knowledge, for sharing your gift and, um, coming on here and being an amazing guest to this podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This has been such a beautiful conversation.
1: Um, yeah, I just, I love your energy. I love everything that you stand for. And I'm really excited for everyone to be able to tap into this episode. And I, my intention for this and everything that I've shared is that, you know, anyone who's listening that might be struggling or might be feeling really lost or confused, keep going, keep going, do not give up before the miracle happens and you are on the right path. I want to challenge you to look within. If you are feeling any of those things that we mentioned in terms of lack or confusion, or just not feeling pleasurable in your business, really looking within to see where is this coming from, asking yourself the hard questions um, and giving yourself the space and holding space for yourself to ride that emotional wave. Because I promise so many beautiful things happen when you do, and when you're honest with yourself. Um, so yeah, that's that's really my hope for this episode. And beautiful. Sarah, thank you so much for this space and just inviting me to be on your beautiful, amazing
0: podcast. Mm, it's been a pleasure. And you you said it, there, without the dark, there is no light. So embrace yes. it all, fall in love with it all. It's all yes. happening for you. Yes, it's the law of polarity. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, For those of you listening, you know what to do. Screenshot, tag Tiffany and I. Our Instagrams are in the show notes. And um, have a beautiful day and go out there and do exactly what Tiffany said. Fall in love with the process. That's literally the secret. (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the pleasurable success podcast. If you vibed with me and this episode, please be sure to share it with someone who you know will benefit from it and take a little screenshot, post it on IG and be sure to tag me at Sarah Rose underscore D that way can say what's up and slide in your DMs. And of course, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified on when the next episode drops and that you're not missing out. Get out there, illuminate this world with your magic and remember how worthy you are are of having it all.